Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Posting and Toasting Show. I'm Drew, Schwinn's here. What up, Schwinn? What up, what up, what up? So today we are recording, doing a nice late night pod on a Friday night. Um, we just wa- finished watching the Knicks lose by a point to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And I do know that we spent a lot of time last week discussing the NBA in China, and we recorded pretty early in um, during everything, so we didn't get a chance to talk about LeBron's comments, and we are going to just kind of avoid hammering the point um, home as much as we did, so if you want to just know our thoughts and our like politics on this, definitely check out last week's episode with Alex Wolf on this. If you want to hear that, but if you really want to hear like LeBron, like our feelings on LeBron, our boy Frito, um, Frito the God, Frito the God, Frito God, he has a new podcast um, called Frito and Ron's Nameless Knicks slash NBA Pod. He did a great job on discussing how uh, LeBron and China. So, like, if you want to know our thoughts, definitely go uh, listen to our boy Frito's podcast. So that's pretty much what we're gonna say on it because we're gonna we're gonna shut up and dribble right now on this podcast, and we're just going to do a Knicks uh, preseason overview on what we think of, you know, this, the past couple games um, that have been played, and that's pretty much it. We're going to really focus on, like, how great RJ's been and just go from there, I think, right? Is that fair to say, Schwinn? I, th- I think I think of all the players so far, um, Knicks best I, players have been want, RJ. I, I, want, I want the listeners to know that, like, all the circumstances surrounding how I'm recording this pod, because it's not, I, I'm out here struggling, you know? I'm out here for the people, for the fucking people. No, it's not really that significant. Basically, I am just upstate. She went in Hong to, Kong. Yeah, no, not a Hong Kong. I'm in uh, I'm upstate. I'm from upstate. If you don't know, now you know. And fill in that blank. Um, uh, but yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just upstate and like, at a house party. My friend is moving to a new apartment. I'm there. I'm at his housewarming party. You shout out uh, to the apartment. Yes, shout out to the apartment. Right, right by the train station. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm here, and, uh, you know, we're talking about Knicks. We're talking about the Knicks. I've had to deal with a lot of things, but I'm here. That's, uh, we appreciate your sacrifice and effort to uh, make it on this recording tonight. The, the fans, the streets, they're all, they're all thankful. They're all appreciative. We, uh, we respect you. You know, thank you for your service. I'm here. I'm always <laughs> here for the streets. I'm always <laughs> here for the streets. I'm always here... For my boy Don Bolo. That's right, Don Bolo. Shout out to Don Bolo. I shout out love, Don Bolo. Fucking my love boy that guy. Don Bolo. He cracks me up. He's definitely one of the. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, follow Don Bolo. He is absolutely hilarious. He's he's an insane person, and we love him eternally. So and his pin tweet has the best collection of music. Like if you are into fucking '90s hip hop. Oh that yeah, is it's the like best in tweet in the history 
of all pin tweets. Yeah, so, yeah, it is a deep collection of just cuts of uh, classic hip hop joints. So definitely check out that collection because you're just gonna be like, holy shit, that's that's a lot. Just just stuff you don't even just like forget about when you just were like, oh wow. So definitely uh, definitely Dora Boy Don. But let's before we get completely sidetracked, let's um let's talk about the game that we just watched last night. You know, lose by one, another heartbreaking, heart wrenching loss for the uh, for the Knicks. Um, I I feel like they could have used uh, Frank <laughs> in this game just a uh, just a little bit. We had a lot of Alonzo Trier or Trier as our uh, our boy Macri likes to point out as the proper pronunciation. Um, yeah, we just got a lot of Trier, Trier, and I don't know. I just I'm not vibing, not feeling it. There's a lot of Alfred Payton. I'm not really feeling that either. They just these are guys that are rather one-dimensional to me, and I just, I'd rather not see him play. So, uh, I, I know you really have a, your take on Trier, so Schwinn, I'm going to give you the the, uh, the microphone right now to uh, get those takes off. I am done with Alonzo Trier. I'm done with him. <laughs> I'm done with him. He is a player, look, we talked about it actually with uh, when we were on the pod a couple weeks ago with um, with Macri and 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 our boy Jeremy Cohen, shout out, shout out, to uh, Jeremy. shout out, to Jeremy. But it's like, what does this guy do to make the team better? Nothing. He does nothing to make the team better. All he does, he gets the he gets the fucking ball, he gets the fucking ball, and he dribbles. 69 times. At least. Hey, he, he's a fucking, he, he's one of those guys that he, he pounds the rock and then he figures it out. And it's like, last year that was fine because we sucked ass last year and we had nothing going for us last year. So it's fine. We were fine. We were all happy with it. But I, I, I watched him this year. We so like I guess I guess let's 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 rewind a little bit. Okay. Let's rewind. Let's rewind a little bit. Um there's this whole thing going on where like he I don't understand. Uh look, uh I'm thirty two. I'm old. <laughs> I have, I have gray hair. I have a lot of gray hair. And I don't necessarily understand all the cool stuff that happens now on social media. But what I under what what I understood that happened is that like he was unhappy about his playing time in preseason prior to this game. So That's then he like Yeah. So he like retweeted a picture of the Nick of the like New York Knicks actual media account being like, hey, look, look at Alonzo Trier shit on the pops last year, and then he retweeted some random picture of some guy. Which, look, I, hey, I don't know what that means, but it was just like cap, 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 and it was like, <laughs> I guess, I guess cap means you're lying, right? Sure. Is that what it is? Listen, yeah. I am, I am younger than you and equally as washed, so. We're just gonna go along and just be like, yes, it means it means what you think it does. 
So the entire thing is like he's basically insinuating that like somehow he was lied to about his playing time um, prior to tonight's game. Prior to tonight's game. Um, and I guess where I stand is that like I don't really care. Uh, like to me, Trier is just not a player that's worthwhile caring about. He is a guy. He's got fucking. He's got really legit talent. Don't get me wrong. I think Trier has definite NBA talent, but it's like, does he give a fuck enough to be an NBA player? I don't know. I don't know. I I wonder about that all the time. And I don't personally think he does. I just think he's a fucking... I think he's about himself. I was going to say, he's a very selfish player, and... I'm pretty sure I just mentioned it, but I think it's worth reiterating. Like, outside of him scoring efficiently, he doesn't really offer much to, like, actual, like, winning basketball. Like, he's not really, like, a plus passer. Like, we don't, like, he's not, and I don't mean, like, just generating assists, just more of, like, making the right pass, moving the ball, little things like that. He's, he doesn't really move off the ball either, only when he, like, wants to. And defense is rather inconsistent. Like, he doesn't really do much on the defensive end either. So, if he's not hitting open shots or generating efficient shots, getting to the line and stuff like that, he doesn't really provide you much. And if he's not... So, I don't think there's a point really much to even, like, playing him. Like, maybe throw him in just to see if he hits a couple shots and he, you know, can start getting hot. But other than that, like, i I much rather see other guys play ahead of him. Like, he just doesn't really do much, and I think there are teams that could use someone who can just come off the bench, you know, monopolize possessions, and just kind of create, and that's probably the best role for him, and I don't think that's best for what this Knicks roster needs right now. They just need guys who can move and play off the ball, for the most part, and just not be as ball-dominant, and that's what he is. I, I, I don't think he me- meshes, and they should really just look to move him, honestly. just He definitely has some value in the league. Just grab a second-round pick for him. Like, trust your scouting department that you can find someone as good as Trier, again, in one of the drafts, and just go from there and just not have to deal with it. Right. Like, I guess I guess the way to think of it is you found, he's found money. He's found money. So it's like, at some point, you know, uh, you got to take found money and turn into actualized shit. And it's weird, I guess, because me and you are never about, like, just maximizing asset value and, like, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, there actually is a time to... To value that, and um, this is I don't the know. time. I think this is yeah. the time to start valuing stuff like that. Like your roster is already rather deep enough in terms of guards. Like the front court, I know everyone likes to mean the power forward stuff, but that actually hasn't really been an issue whatsoever. Like the Knicks kind of need that front court depth because they don't really <laughs> they don't really have anything, especially if um, Mitch is going to be in foul trouble at all. Like the guard spot, like that specific wing area is. Definitely crowded, and now I would say, I, I don't want to say, like, the emergence of RJ, but we'll get to him in a moment, but, like, he's been playing so well that, like, you don't need as much guard depth, really, that the Knicks have, and they just have too many guys, and if Trier's not going to knock down shots, like, we saw him 
in the game before. Like, he had two wide-open threes to put, like, the Knicks up or to tie the game, and he missed them. Like, he was, like, wide-open, too. So, like, if again, if he's not making shots, he's, he's pretty much useless on the court. So, yeah. Like, I, I just this is the time to cash in on any sort of value. Because the Knicks have been doing this for a while now in terms of guys, like, second-round picks and undrafted free agents. Like, they're pr- they've been pretty good with it historically. Like, let's start grabbing some, like, being able to grab something for him and just go from there and not worry about it. Like, I'd much rather watch, like, Dotson play instead of Trier. Like, I'd much rather Ellington, even though Ellington's been awful in the preseason, but I'd much rather Ellington play. And then when Bullock gets healthy, I'd rather Bullock play ahead of Trier. So, <laughs> just, there's so many guys I'd rather have in terms of, like, team basketball. I just I just don't like how he plays. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah, it's just a, he's just a selfish player, and that's it. Sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. And right now, the Knicks are filled with guys that you actually don't need it. Like last year, the Knicks needed it. This year, they don't. So let's use that opportunity to move over, um, move and just get anything for him. I I do want to talk about Peyton because we we basically saw. Just it was just uh, Dennis Smith and Peyton. Frank sat out. I'm assuming just to be like just to give those two the complete run of like the offense and like the lead kind of guard spot. Um, Peyton's also someone who doesn't do anything <laughs> for me, but like not in the same reason as Trier. It's just like he basically does what Frank does, right? Just a worse version of it. And I just much rather have Frank because I know he's going to give you elite defense above anything else, and like. Peyton doesn't do that. Like, Peyton's not shooting. He's not scoring. He's not really even really, like, setting up or running an offense. Like, he doesn't do much. I've been very unimpressed with Peyton. What do, what do you think? Uh, I think Peyton is, like, a similar, similar, similar status. Like, I don't understand what the point of this guy is. I never understood it. And we talked about it multiple times where, you know, it was more like, hey, um, what, are, what are we doing with him? Like, I, I, I don't, I wish I could give you a reasonable stance of like, this is what I think. But like, I never wanted to sign Payne. I never wanted to sign Portis. And at least with Portis, it's like, hey, look, like there's five front court guys. So, doesn't really matter that much. With with Payton, it's like I really don't understand it because we had Frank, and then we traded. We didn't trade for Dennis Smith Jr. I guess that's that's an unfair way to paint it. But like we had Dennis Smith Jr. under contract, so we had like two rookie guards, point guards under contract. Like, why are we signing another guy? Why are we signing another young guy trying to, like, figure out his role in the league? That's what I didn't understand. You know, like, that's what I didn't understand. Not so much that we signed another point guard, but that we signed another point guard that's still trying to, like, figure his shit out. I'll never understand that. And I just think that's stupid. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't really think it's necessarily even fair for Peyton either. Because, like, we could just... You have Kadeem Allen as like that third 
a guard who just kind of knows what he's doing if, like, the young guys aren't, like, playing well. Like, that's what he did last year, and he was pretty decent at it. Like, he didn't need to bring in anyone else, and he, I think he's going to wind up taking minutes from both um, Smith and Frank, and I, I don't think that's that good. I mean, especially because, like, you can have RJ can help create. You saw that today as well, like, you know, and also Randall helps create too. Like, I really don't think you need someone like Peyton on the roster who also just he kind of needs the ball in his hands. Like, he, he likes to dribble too, and he's just he's looking for guys, but no one really respects him as a offensive scorer. So, like, it, it means nothing. Like, at least Frank will shoot the three, and at least Dennis Smith will at least shoot the three. Like, I, I don't even think Peyton has shot a, uh, a three-point shot at all this preseason, and... I don't know, like, I, there's just no point to him, and it's just really upsetting just to see it, because, like, we're just, we've seen it now for, like, the past number of years with the Knicks, they just have, like, these guards that come in, and you're just like, why? Why are they even here? It just doesn't make any sense for anyone, it's pretty much useless, and he just, I just have a feeling, like, Fizz is going to start him. I don't know why, though. Like, <laughs> right, right, don't you have that feeling? Like, I feel like, you know, now the preseason's over, Fizz is going to be like, terrified. Oh. I'm terrified. I'm yeah, terrified like, that he will. He's going to be like, oh, man, Peyton showed me great, you know, promise in the preseason. Like, preseason shouldn't really be, like, the greatest indicator of these sort of thing. But, like, if you really are going to base it on, like, this four-game sample, like, Peyton definitely was not it. And I just have a feeling physically you be like, oh, yeah, he was just, like, pushing the tempo. And we're going to look at the numbers and we're going to be like, no, this isn't true. And it just, I, I don't know why. It, it could be a Perry thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, no, I'm terrified. So, what you're saying is that you don't think, that, like, they're going to make this decision. They're, they're going to make this decision logically. I don't think they are. I just, I have this weird feeling that uh, they're going to have, like, Peyton start. They're going to have Smith off the bench. And they're not going to have Frank run the point. And I don't actually mind the idea of, like, Frank coming off the bench as, like, the glue guy. Like, that's not really that big a deal. To me, because Frank can play on the ball, off the ball, you know, as a one, as a two, as a three, however you want to, like, label positions. Like, he could play with RJ, he could play with Kevin Knox, he could play with Randall. Like, he could play with all these different guys. I just don't think it just makes – I just think it makes more sense just kind of looking at the guys who played well together. I think it makes more sense just to play Frank and Barrett together, have those guys start. Like, they're both defending. They, they both play off each other well. They make sense. And then just have, like, Smith as the guy just running, like, that second unit and just having him, like, attack the rim. Like, it just, it, to me, it makes more sense, at least, to me. But then again, also, like, Frank and Taj and Knox off the bench, too. So, like, I just like I just like Frank this year so far. He's, just, he's shown me a lot more than any of the other guards, like, running anything. Because, like, Smith also hasn't, like, lit up anything in terms of scoring either. Even, like, even since joining the Knicks. Like, we always hear about, like, his athleticism and his scoring ability. I haven't seen it. i got to be honest. Like, I, I haven't really seen it with him. Yeah, so I guess, like, if we're going to talk specifically about tonight's game. Uh, he yeah, played great yeah, defense. I will say that about Dennis Smith. He, he was forcing turnovers, and he was competing on defense. I will say that, which has been a very pleasant surprise because he did not play defense for the Mavericks. So, at least he's better than Peyton at, at defense. Yeah, I mean, my my biggest thing with him has always been, like, he's always kind of been, like, 
wishy-washy. Like, he doesn't necessarily always give a fuck. Um, and, like, when he does give a fuck, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Because he has, like, an innate, like, he has innate physical talent that Frank doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And that Payne for sure doesn't have. Neither of those guys have that. Um, they don't. They don't have that innate physical talent that he has. But at the same time, like he doesn't give a fuck half the time. Yeah, so, the frustrating part. So you're always like sitting there wondering, like, is tonight the night that he gives a fuck? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's really tough with him because. There's some possessions he does care. Like, you kind of saw in the fourth quarter, he started to care more. Like, he was forcing turnovers, fighting over screens, getting to the floor, things like that. But then there's other times he just – he kind of disappears, especially on offense. Like, he's not really looking to uh, break down his man that much. I don't know if that's a product of the offense. I don't know if it's, you know, his wanting his point guards to play a certain way. But I definitely do see a little – passiveness with Smith as well that we've also seen kind of like the criticisms with with Frank for example like I've actually kind of seen that with Smith too and I it, it does I think bring it's going to be an interesting question during the season if like that's actually the role of what Fizz wants out of the point guards is to not really be that attacking like I know we keep saying he wants an attacking point guard but Smith has all this athletic ability and I haven't really seen him attack that much like we see RJ attack a lot more than pretty much anyone on the team. Like, it's just him and Randall. They just, like, get to the... They just get to the rim. They're the ones attacking. And if their offense is going to revolve around those guys attacking the rim more, then it, I think it makes a lot more sense to just have, like, Frank set it up. But I do want to... I think we should probably talk about Barrett now. Like, I, I, I think it's safe to say that in terms of, like, the point guards, it should just pretty much just be Frank and Smith running everything. Is that fair to say? Like, we, we shouldn't really care about Peyton... Right? Is that a good? Is that a good? You know, moving forward, right? We should have never cared about P. In the first place, exactly. Like, shouldn't even signed him. And I think they—that's how the Knicks should actually treat it. Just like, just either start Frank or start Dennis, and just kind of let those two figure shit out in their third season. Because I, I think that makes the most sense for the team moving forward. I think that's the healthier way to approach it. Hundred percent agree. Perfect. Because I, I think it's time now that we really need to talk about. R.J. Barrett and how honestly how great he's been in the preseason. He had I think it was like 18 points on 11 shots. He only missed like three tonight. It was something like that. Um, is that what he did tonight? I don't know. I don't like my so my thing with preseason and this is what I fucking hate about preseason, especially with how fucking preseason works now with Twitter. Like you cannot fucking watch preseason. And sit there and worry about, like, fucking percentages, man. You can't. <laughs> you fucking can't. And if you are, you fucking suck, and I hate your life. Like, you can't. Because I've been sitting there watching Kevin Knox shoot a shitty percentage in preseason. I have. I've been watching him shoot a, sh- a shitty percentage in, in preseason. And the entire time, I've been sitting there being like, wow, he looks like a way better player. I mean, he does. I mean, I, he does. No, he does. He does look better. He looks like a way better player, right? Like, yeah, like he he, he's like, not. Yeah, he's not completely right. lost on defense. He's 
making he's at least shooting smarter shots and he's like getting to the rim a little better. Like he, he he's playing better. But at times that like he just looks like he's operating like an intelligent player now. I know it's nice to see. We like we kind of forget that uh, these guys are coming into the league so young. Like Knox was really young, and it's it. Some of this stuff takes time. It, it uh, honestly does. And this kind of I'm going to bring this back to uh to Barrett too because I know people are going to be concerned with the efficiency overall. And honestly, it's probably will you be want to know who cares about his efficiency? Fucking and Andrew Bailey. Oh, with um his for for Twitter, Andy Bailey. Yeah, for- Warp Twitter gives a fuck about preseason efficiency. Like, if you are literally sitting there evaluating players on fucking preseason efficiency, you can suck my dick. You can suck my fucking dick. Are you sure you actually want that, though? Because, like, they're definitely bad. No, I don't want that. Because they probably suck at sucking dick. They're probably not good at it. Like, you want someone good at it. Probably. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I do want to say, like, tonight Barrett was efficient, and this kid can play. The first half of that game, I don't even know. I I was – I mean, the second half of that game was, like, a shit show. It was weird. It wasn't even, like – you get what I mean. Like, it was, like – I don't know. Yeah, it was – the second half was – I also was kind of, like, dosing – I was kind of dosing in and out of, uh, of sleep, too, but, yeah, it's just – the team played better with RJ on the floor. Like, that's very apparent. Like, he you know, moves without the what ball. Is apparent, what is apparent to me is that, one, one, Coach Krzyzewski, Coach K, stop. <laughs> he can't coach? He's not coaching anymore. He's fucking not coaching. Like, that's very apparent to me, watching RJ Barrett through three games, four games now. And season. Not a preseason, and summer league. Yeah, like, it, it, it's very apparent, like, you didn't coach him at all. He was just like, yeah, you were the number one prospect, dog. So, like, you know, get me a yeah. chip. Yeah, just go up, uh, just roll up the ball. That's that's pretty much what he's what he did. It's kind of. The, the, the best, the, the, the most stark comparison is, like, forget RJ, forget Zion, who has apparently a, a you know, uh, you know, a, knee as a, a fat yeah, knee. Yeah, a fat knee. Uh, you know, hey, look, I don't, I don't even want to joke about it because, like, look. No, I, don't, I, I mean, we shouldn't joke yeah. about it because, like, I do want him to play in the league. Like, he's really yeah, yeah, fun like, to watch. He, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that guy is just—he needs to be healthy because he'd be such a fun player. Like, he'd be one of the all-time fun players, to be honest. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, so such such an enjoyable player, I think, to watch. And it's like, forget that. Forget him. Forget RJ. The fact that, like, Cam, he <laughs> like absolute dog shit at, at, at Duke. And I watched him the other night. We watched him the other night against the Knicks, and I was like, that looks he, like an NBA player, kind of. Yeah, he wasn't as bad as I thought he would be, but... You know, like, I don't watch, like, college basketball. I kind of only watch what I get a chance to see in terms of, like, you know, like, like the scouting videos and the scouting articles and things like that. Hey, and well, Doug, I watch enough college basketball to tell you that, like, clearly whatever the fuck was happening there, Coach K sucks ass. 
Well, that's clearly because like we like we've seen Zion play like that we know like he's all, like he was playing a couple of preseason like he's amazing, and we've watched RJ all four games. He also looks incredible. So like to me, if you have like two legitimate players that are like, oh, these guys are going to be really good NBA players, and did they even get to the final four or like did they get to the sixteen? I, I don't even, I don't give no they they lost in the fucking elite eight to fucking. Scumbag University, MSU, fuck you, Michigan State, fuck you. Oh, really? Um, they, so like, I don't know. This, I feel like you have two guys like that, good. and you should be better, right? Shouldn't you? You should win the title, especially if Cam Rush, like you're right. I should be better. Hmm. Are you saying I should be better? No, I said Duke should have been better. Like you have Zion and RJ. Like, how are you not winning a championship? They didn't run. They didn't run like. You know what? Fuck, fuck what Duke did. We can sit here and talk about, like, how Coach K sucked. All I'm saying is that, like, when I – I am so happy to say this. I am so happy to say this. I was so wrong about RJ. I was so wrong about RJ. I was so fucking wrong about RJ. <laughs> like, my biggest concerns about RJ were – He's not always a committed defender, and two, he is not, like, a team player. And, like, every fucking game I've watched him so far, Summer League, even fucking forget this preseason, even Summer League, like, he's doing that shit. Like, he is being a team player. He is playing defense. The guy is literally chasing over screens. He is better at chasing over screens than, like, everybody on our team not named Frank... Frank Nilekina. Honestly, RJ's been the second best defender. Like, I'm, okay, maybe Mitch has been the second best defender outside of Frank, but like, RJ's been up there. Like, RJ is definitely not the minus defender that I, I, I again, I'm worried about. I was yeah, like, worried about. Yeah, like I base a lot of my stuff on you know a lot smarter people than I am at college basketball, and I think that was you know you and I talked about it like so many times, especially in fact, like that's what we were concerned about, and that's why we were pretty high on. Culver, because we knew he was going to play defense, and he put up very similar um, like play type numbers with our as RJ. So we're thinking like, okay, that makes more sense. Like we at least know there's a definitive defender. But now that RJ's playing defense, <laughs> it it, it kind of opens up everything. We're just like, yeah, no, it's RJ was definitely the definitive right pick. Like he's he's I, committed I to the team. I, I don't know if I told you this, but. It's like, there's been this whole fucking thing. I guess we can kind of, like, transition into, um, like, the, you know, the general, like, point, the, the general, like, preseason debates, but it's like, obviously, point guard is a battle position, but it's like, you know, you're sitting there watching this stuff, and it's like, look, if... If RJ is the franchise player, which, you know, like, I wasn't totally sold on it at all before watching these games. Like, now I am totally sold on Like, I, I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in on, I'm all in on RJ, too. I'm very I'm much all in. I'm all in on RJ. I, the dude has just performed. And it's like, who are you going to have as his, his partner? Okay, and we watched the game tonight. Dennis the Junior actually did a really good job. I thought. I thought he did a good job. I thought he like 
competed. I thought that he was, you know, out there doing Dennis Smith Jr. stuff. <laughs> he was fine. I, I, I say he was fine. Like he definitely. Yeah, he was fine. I, I I don't mean that even as a, I. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm really not trying to insult him. Yeah, no, but like, fine. like long term, you're looking at it. It's like. If Frank isn't in the fucking rotation, what are we talking about here? Like, what are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing here? You cannot sit here and talk about, like, we care about defense. We care about... If you care about fucking defense... And team basketball. Yeah. And it's like, I'm I'm totally cool with the idea that, like, you want to have, like, a penetrating guard, right? In your your starting lineup. Then, like, that's Dennis the Jr., it is not fucking Alfred Payton. It's just it's, not. No, it's, it's not, not, man. It's definitely just, not Payton at all. What is, what is the upside? What is the upside of... What the fuck is the upside of Elf? Of Elf? There's no, there's no fucking upside. The upside is that he's not retarded. Okay. You know who else isn't retarded? Me. <laughs> but, like, I'm also fucking drunk. Like, I'm also fucking... Like, I, I don't... I just don't understand any anybody that's like looking at this team and is like, oh yeah, like no, we gotta have Elf in there. Why? What the fuck? Why do we need Elf in there? What the fuck does he provide? Nothing. He doesn't provide. He doesn't provide a fucking single thing that you don't get from Dennis Smith or from Frank. He's not better on offense than Dennis Smith. He's not better on defense than fucking Frank. So why the fuck do I want this guy on my team? Or no, 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 sorry. Let me rephrase. Not that I don't want him on a team. Why the fuck do I need him to start? He doesn't need to start. He no, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. need to start at all. He doesn't need to do anything. All he needs to do is play his fucking role. That's I it. Th- you know, his role is maybe, what, eight minutes off the bench, I guess? Like, I just... <laughs> if that... is shutting up. And fucking, I don't care what he does. That's it. That's his role. Like, his role doesn't matter to me. So, we're obviously both going to say that Alfred Payton shouldn't be in the rotation. Who well, I mean, what, 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 did he, what did he do tonight? Like, I mean, he didn't do it. You're preaching to the wire here. He, I thought he was definitely the game, definitely, like the Knicks definitely played worse when he was on the court. And I thought that was very apparent. And that wasn't just tonight. That wasn't oh, no, it's, it's every single night. I'm just saying, like, it was definitely, it, if we were talking about tonight, it was definitely evident. I'm just saying between Smith and Peyton, it was clearly Dennis Smith, like, without question. And then when he was playing in the other games, it was clearly Frank over Peyton. Like, I think it's very obvious with just by watching. We're not even looking at the numbers. I'm pretty sure the numbers backed it up, too. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course the numbers backed it up because, like, it's a fact. He's not – like, he's just not that good of a player. You know? Yeah, no, like, I know. I'm I'm completely – I'm completely with you. Um, I do want to ask about Barrett. Like, we're both – we're both, like, we've been proven wrong. He's definitely I, the guy. I, I never – I've never been happier <laughs> – Oh, I'm I'm so thrilled He's about it too. Like, like just forget for, the guy just looks like, like everything he does when he does it, he just looks like a fucking stud. He really does. He's um. I do want to say like I know I talked about like his defense being a surprise. I actually think the biggest surprise has been um 
him getting to the line against NBA defenders, not like getting to the lane. He's um. You mean like he, drawing? You mean like drawing free throws? No, no, I don't mean just drawing through. I let me rephrase. Like his ability to actually get to the rim and finish now against NBA defenders. Like before, you know, there's a concern that like he's not that athletic, and he's getting to the rim against NBA defenders pretty easily. Look, I, I don't actually think he is that athletic. I just think he like. No, he knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He like he knows. He knows the angles. He knows how many steps. He knows how to take a stride. He knows little things like that. I'm just saying there was a concern that like, oh no, like he has to face NBA defenders now. But that really hasn't faced him. Like he's getting to. He's getting there. And I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Well, I actually thought it was weird. Where like people were like, well, he's going to benefit from the NBA spacing. And I was like, yeah, well, other people will, too. Like, that's how that works. Like, it's not like he's the only guy that benefits that. But, 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 um, I feel really stupid now because when he is driving to the rim, I'm like, wow, uh, He's actually able to get there and finish, and like, it's not a big, it's not a challenge. Like, he's just doing it. You know. I know. I'm I'm with you. It's been a very pleasant surprise, and I'm like, wow, this is it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's it's been the best like eating crow moment of my life. It's great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't care. I like I don't care if the only thing I ever care about is the Knicks being good, and like. If that means that I have to sit there and be like, wow, he's so much better than I thought, great. Fucking great, man. Fucking great. Like, I will sit there and eat crow all day. I love eating crow. I love it. I I love love it. I love eating Arche's crow. He's got the best crow. He does. It's just like, the guy, the guy just, he is, I think he is a special player. I do. I, I mean that, like, I think he is a special player. I think he is the type of guy that, like, you can... You can build around. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. You you can build around what he's bringing to the table in a way that I don't necessarily know you could have built around K-Penis. Um, oh, yeah, I don't... I'm with it. Like, I, I mentioned this, I think it was today in our Slack... Um, I've never been more excited for a, pro- a Knicks prospect probably ever. And that actually includes Porzingis because... Who? Uh, uh, yeah, number six. Like... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just... Like, there's definitely... When you look at uh, number six, there's there's an excitement in that. Like, he was definitely the best Knicks prospect. And he, could, he played both offense and defense. But he was still such a flawed offensive player where RJ, the flaw is just basically like, when's his shot going to fall, right? And it's right, just like, right. and, and we're not going to know that until probably year, year four. Like, it's it. this is one of those things where you're just like, you have to wait and see if he works to improve the efficiency, and that's not going to, and that takes years and years for us to really see. But we already see he moves off the ball, he he cuts, he passes, he he does everything right it is an offense. So, so like... So. Some of his passing is like 
Yeah, his pass to his, his pass to Knox tonight in transition was absolutely perfect. It was a perfect pass where it needed to be, and you just kind of see that stuff in his building. Also, like he drives through to the uh, the baseline and does those baseline passes to the corner, and those are like great reads. And you're just like, wow, like he's really good at doing those things as well. And like he he has it all. And if he's going to finish at the rim, I don't mind his three point shooting taking like four years to get to, like, 35%, right? Like, if he's finishing, like, over 60% at the rim and he's, you know, generating, I don't know, needs to get, like, four to five foul shots, uh, uh, free throw attempts. No, so, like, you know, eight to ten free throw attempts a game, like, moving forward. Like, what more can he ask for, right? Especially if he's rebounding, playing defense, and passing, too, because that's what he's doing. No, he he's, like, he's... So, I, I think... He's doing stuff right now that is, like, really fucking special for a player of his age. Like, he threw a pass tonight. I'll never, I, I won't forget this. It wasn't even an assist pass. But he drove baseline, kicked it to what I think. I, it doesn't actually matter who the fuck he threw it to. He threw it to, like, uh, a guy at the top of the key for an open three. That guy got chased off immediately kicked it to, like, somebody in the corner for a wide-open three. And it's like, that's the stuff that you're like, he doesn't get credit for that in the box score. Like, that's all him. Mm-hmm. That's all him. Like, he drove the baseline, drew the defense, kicked it. Like, that's the fucking, like, we haven't had that player. Like, all right, look, for example, me and you, we are among the biggest Frank Milikina lovers in the entire world. Oh, we love Frank, him. We love Frank, Frank. Frank would never, from a standstill dribble, <laughs> basically ISO like situation. He's never doing that. Like it's never going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to do that. He's not. It's not his personality. It's not who he is as a player. And like the thing for me with with RJ is like he just gives you so much. If this is what he is, right? Like. If this is really what he is as a player, he gives you so much versatility. He gives you so much versatility because you're talking about a six-seven wing that can like be a primary creator. That's you know that, that yeah, that's, that's, that's huge, especially that, when that's, uh, especially that's, fucking, that's what fucking championship teams are searching for. No, that I'm, really is. I'm with you. It's exactly that. And not only that, like, we saw it, again, we saw it with, like, the Wizards. Like, he's, like, out there fighting against uh, Bradley Beal. He was, he was guarding Drew for a good portion of this game and not, like, shitting himself. So, like, just seeing, like, a nice... Drew, Drew, Drew didn't shit on him. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like... Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm like, with you. Yeah, so, like, RJ just being at, like, 19 and just being competent is, like... Is crazy because that's why we loved Frank because like he was 18 and we we're like oh wow he's elite at defense already so like RJ being like completely competent at 19 on defense against like legitimate NBA players now because we saw it with Beal and Drew and we're just like oh this is wonderful so like it creates so much both on offense and defense that like your six seven guy is a two way player it yeah, it changes and, everything yeah and like and like if we want to get into in, into Dennis Smith like. Dennis Smith, like, just when, when that guy is engaged, when he is engaged, he is 
a player. Like, he's an NBA talent, for sure. Like, it, it, it's, it's really not, with Dennis Smith, it's really not about, like, does he have the talent? It's more about, like, is he going to give a fuck? Yeah, like, right? if, like, Dennis Smith, yeah if Dennis Smith actually cared like RJ cared, we wouldn't be worrying about the point guard debate. If, if, if Dennis Smith cared like RJ cared, we would already have <laughs> a rotation. We would have a rotation. Like, yeah. like, the only reason any of us want to start Frank next to RJ is because of the theoretical, like, you know, oh, he's going to let RJ run the point kind of thing. Like, that's it. That's well, the only thing. I don't know if it's him running or letting RJ run the point. I think it's more of Frank is going to at least call plays and run an offense that puts RJ right. in a position to cre- then in and of itself create. Because you saw that a couple times when Frank had was running the offense against the uh, the Hawks. He was getting guys like Randall and Barrett coming off curls. And he was giving like the perfect pass and he, they had the whole lane to either like kick it back out to the corner or get an easy layup. So like Frank does will do those little things at least. That's why we kinda want him playing more. It's just like at bare minimum he's gonna at least put guys like Randall and RJ in better positions to facilitate. Yeah, like I mean my my whole thing is like if if I'm totally I'm actually very much on board. I've said this multiple times. I think that I, I think that like Fizz is pretty set on Frank being the backup point guard kind of situation. And, and I think you're going to say this too, but I think that's perfectly fine. I love that. I think it's perfect. I think it's really good. I think that is exactly the role that he, like, not just needs to play, but, like, I, I think that's, like, what he is as a player. I think he's perfect in that role. Like, he is the backup guard, essentially, in that role. Like, he's like, oh, RJ is fucking up, or RJ is not having a good night. Okay. Cool. Put in Frank, play him with DSA. Oh, DSA is having a good night? Okay, cool. Let let RJ roll for a minute. Like I, I like that idea. I, I'm I'm cool with that. I, I I'm a huge, huge fan. What I'm not a huge fan of is like I don't understand what the purpose of like fucking Alfred is here. Right? Or Trier. No, I'm with you because not only for the guards part too, you could just even be like, okay, Randall gets. If we're gonna talk about Trier, we're gonna talk about Trier, and I'm gonna talk about Trier. Trier sucks. Okay, like Trier is the fucking kind of guy. He, is he talented? No doubt. Is he an NBA player? No doubt. No doubt. He's an NBA player with NBA talent. I don't think. If anybody questions that, they can fuck off. They can kick rocks. Yeah, they, they can fuck off. Because there's, the issue with him is never about that. But, like, the man does not understand how to play five-on-five basketball, as far as I know. Doesn't know. I don't think he does, yeah. I'm with you. I don't doesn't think he does. It. And that's my problem with him. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get, like, the team aspect of the sport. And so when people get mad about, like, oh, they're not playing him, it's like, they're not playing him because, like, why should they play? What is he owed? What the fuck do they make? People are acting like the Knicks owe him anything. What the fuck do the Knicks owe him? They don't owe him anything. They don't owe him anything. Yeah, because, he would be, oh, go ahead. 
I mean, no, you know, you know the contractual situation. Like, they don't owe him anything. No, they don't. No. They paid his ass. They paid his ass. They really did. They uh, now they they made sure that they got him out of what was it the uh, I forget it was like that uh, that like random ass contract that the two way contract, and then they were like, no, we're gonna sign him to an NBA roster. Like, yeah, they 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 did him a favor, honestly. Yes, they paid him three and a half million last year. Yeah, as an undrafted free agent, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, people are acting like they're fucking doing him dirty now because they're not gifting him a fucking, a like, a, a rotation. Like, why? What, what's the, again, like, what, it's like only the Knicks get held to the standard of, like, oh, well, you know, why aren't they, like, why should they treat him? What are they supposed to do with this guy? They ha- they owe him anything? What do they no, owe him? No, they owe him a trade. All, all they owe him is his paycheck. That's it. That's it. It's really all they own. I don't have anything more than that. Yeah, so I'm... And, I'm and, if, and, if they, and if they did owe him more than that, why the fuck aren't there 50... Why aren't there, like, 10 teams out here lining up outside? They're not. Why? Why aren't they lined up? Because you know why? Because he's really not as good as he thinks he is. He's not. Well, that's, that's definitely evident. Um, I do want to get back to this idea of Frank being the perfect bench player because it does make a lot of sense because even if they say the Knicks go, decide to go big in the starting lineup because we're – is it safe to assume it's going to be Dennis Smith, RJ, um, let's say Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, and Mitch Robinson, right? That's pretty much – it's fair to say that, like, that's the lineup, right? Like the starting lineup. What, what was it, the starting lineup again? Um, Dennis Smith, R.J. Barrett, Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Right, that's, even that's though, the, even though, like, I actually loved the lineup they put out there tonight with Ellington instead of Marcus Morris. I really enjoyed that one. Oh no, me too. But I, I think yeah. what I said is going to be. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. So, the idea of like Frank being the perfect like bench guide, even, like, even, like, close out games and, like, things like that, any one of those players can go out, like, any of those five to start the game, whether it's, like, foul trouble or not making the right defensive rotation, not making the pass, Frank can come in, right, for every single one of those guys because of, like, the lineup versatility with it. Like, Randall could play the five if, like, Mitch gets into foul trouble. Like, we can move up Morris to the four if Randall's in foul trouble, right? Like, you could do so many different things. With Frank coming off the bench, I think at least, and you could still get him like tons of minutes too, and definitely like I think it makes the most sense just looking at it that way. And honestly, even Morris coming off the bench too would be nice to just have like Frank Morris Knox and just kind of like roll in Taj and just kind of like roll with it, <laughs> just roll with those guys off the bench and just have Ellington in there too as like the you know the floor spacer. The thing with Ellington is. He actually provides. See, like there, there's no fucking stat for this that we have anyway. There's no fucking stat for like the ability to run off two screens on a full sprint, catch the ball, launch a three, and be a 37% three-point shooter, right? Like there, there's no stat for that. We don't have that stat. We really well, don't. I, have that stat. I, I think I think there actually is. I think it's off-screen. Um, I just I don't, don't know. 
but I don't, I don't know how good the tracking data actually is. Like, I know there's a lot of a lot smarter stuff. Well, no, you, than I am. you know, the, you know, the tracking data sucks. Well, that's just about to say there's a lot smarter people than me who are like tracking data is for actually rather unreliable, given the the samples that we have and stuff. So yeah, so that's kind of the thing. So we theoretically like, should have it, like, but like we that, don't. That, that to me is exactly why, like, if if Fizz is gonna sit, if if Fizz is not gonna play Trigger, I'm cool with that. I'm, like, I don't understand why people are so upset about this fucking entire status. It's like, it's like, situations change. Oh, he played well last year. Guess what we did last year? We sucked dick. Yeah, we're the bro. fucking worst team in the fucking league. Yeah, 17 we wins. We won 17 games. We sucked ass. That's what we did last year. We sucked ass. Yeah, I so, much I rather. I don't give a fuck if he was a positive. He wasn't even a positive. You know what? He was an actually, the team played better offensively with him off the floor. I, I, I was going to say, that's not surprising. He, he, is, he is a great, like, don't get me wrong. Like, oh, man, he is such an infuriating player because, like, all of his individual shit, all of it, all of it. He is an individually, like, there are things he brings to the table you can't teach. Like, he, I, I mean that, like. As much as I hate, hate on him, shit on him, he brings shit to the table you cannot teach. Like, he is an isolation scorer. Like, you can't teach that shit. I've told you this before. I ha- How many times have I told you that I think that, like, Kyrie is underrated because he is, like, the elite isolation scorer in the league? How many times have I told you? I've told you, I've fucking preached that shit endlessly. Like, I, I think that it's a special, special talent. I do. I really do. But, like, Kyrie is able to do it off of, like, he can catch the ball on the move, full sprint, put a dribble on the floor, get a pull-up jumper, and, like, that's his shot, and that's good. It's a good shot. You know, like, mm-hmm. if if Trier could do that, I would be all about him. But he he doesn't. Forget him. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. Well, he, yeah, he, ball, he has to take fucking... You know, he got a jab step 98 times. Fucking, like, he's not that guy. And it's like, bro, you're not James Harden. You're just not James Harden. So, like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather have a veteran presence in Ellington who just kind of, just like, he knows his role. He knows what he's doing with the ball. He knows what he's doing on offense. He knows what he's doing on defense. And it's just kind of nice to have just a guy who's been in the league for a while, just on the court with these, uh, these guys, because, like, we still, like, we kind of, you need to remember, like, there's, a lot of them are still really young. Like, Frank's 21, Knox is 20, RJ's 19, Mitch is 21. Like, <laughs> these are really young NBA players that are, that we're talking about. Like, even, even the veterans, like Portis and Randall, they're 24. So, like. Yeah, I mean, even, like, even, like, Knox, who you hated, who you thought sucked ass last year. I mean, you, he, he who, did suck you, who you and James basically were like, is the worst player in the history of basketball. He put up stats that would suggest that he was had the worst rookie performance. So okay, okay, but but you understood that like his advanced stats were a product of his environment of of Fisdale playing him fifty seven minutes per of, game of his environment of his environment of like <laughs> yes. of yes, like he was being. This is where advanced stats are fucking garbage. Like, this is a perfect... Like, you cannot look at a player... 
that like, we drafted Knox as a project, right? Literally, we drafted him. Everyone's like, he's a project, he's a project. We drafted Frank, he's a project. You can't draft guys that are projects and then be like surprised that they're not putting up good, good advanced stats. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. It's like, you draft guys that suck ass off the table because you knew they were going to suck ass off the table. Like, you knew that. We knew that. Right? Like, we knew that. We knew that Kevin Knox was going to be garbage last year. We knew that. And then what happened? Fizdale was like, oh, no, no, we're going to fucking you just create. Create, dog. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, it, he definitely wasn't in. It, it's insane. He definitely wasn't. He wasn't in a position to speed. I will say that. You know, I'm not saying you. It is insane to me, though, when people are, like, arguing about players and are like, oh, well, he had this. Like, okay, yeah, so he had the worst negative caca pee pee poo 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 pa 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 of all time. Yeah. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't uh, care because he was not drafted to be good in his first year. We knew that, actually, when we drafted him. When we drafted Kevin Knox, nobody was like, this is the year, bro. He's going to be a positive fucking plus minus. No! We knew he was going to fucking suck dick his first year. Well, we this a, well, it's the same thing with, like, Frank, too, right? We we knew going in he was going to be extremely raw offensively, and it's going to take him years to figure out anything. So that's why we're still patient. The worst, the worst thing with Frank, too, is that there are people that are like, well, his defensive metrics suck. I'm like, bro, you're really talking about defensive metrics right now? <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a whole other discussion because it's insane. Like, wasn't th- wasn't there an SI article today for a scout that was like he he hasn't seen Frank play good defense? I think yeah, that was yeah. I I actually haven't seen Frank play good defense because <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> I, I, I I I'm blind and I actually don't. Watch basketball. Isn't, so, isn't it amazing that like an NBA team pays that guy to like scout players? And I will murder that guy. I want just, to murder that man. That hopefully it's a, I assume it's a man. I don't. I don't care if it's a man. I, I want to murder that person. That person sucks and should not be a fucking scout. Yeah, that's no, no, because 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 it's like it's not about. It's not about fucking numbers at that point. The guy literally said, like, oh, I've never seen him play good defense. Like, okay, so you're a fucking idiot. That's, uh, really, that's really what it comes down to because we just watched a preseason game with the Knicks and the Hawks. We've, we've seen him, literally, we've seen him lock down Kyrie. I'm not saying he can lock down Like, nobody can lock down. Like, there, there are certain individual player, like, you know, obviously, certain elite talents, like, you don't lock guys like that down. You don't. You don't, right? Yeah, like, but you, yeah. No, you can never, like, actually legitimately be like, oh, we're locking down Steph, or we're locking down Kyrie, yeah. like, Harden's going to get locked up, like, it's never yeah. going to happen at all, but we've actually, well, he didn't do it to Steph, but we've seen Frank countless times on, like, number of, like, possessions in a row for stretches and quarters where, like, Harding can't get by him. Kyrie can't so get by the him. Harding thing, the Harding thing is great because people always use that, like, because he put, that was the game that like, Harden put up 61 or whatever in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, when you go back, if you, wa- if you really want to sit there and watch that game, which I've done, 
some fucking loser. Um, if you go and sit there and like watch down, watch that game possession by possession, what happened is that like Frank checked in, shut his ass down, and then like for like, the next like fifteen possessions, Harden kept calling for like incessant pick and rolls until he got a switch. Until he got a switch, and then he got a switch, and he was like, "All right, so Frank's off me. All right." Yeah, now I can actually play the game now. Exactly. And it's like, people arguing that that's not... That is value. That is value. If you have to fucking sit there and have a guy run 10 different actions just to get the matchup you want, that is value. That is value. And, like, to me, that is why, like, any... Well, well, that's why... That's why defensive stats, even the plus-minus ones, Suck. even when you're adjusting them, like, it's really difficult to do. Like, you can't really adjust for, like, using the Hawks game as an example. How many times did we see Trey Young in the fourth quarter come up the court, barely crossing half court, and giving the ball up, right? Because he couldn't get by Frank. He couldn't set up the offense because Frank was on him. Like, that's right there is already, you're putting the defense at a disadvantage, you're putting the offense at a disadvantage just by doing that. And that's really difficult to capture in any sort of statistic, I would say, outside of, I would say, defensive RAPM, but then we're getting way into the weeds if we're getting to that. But, like, that's that's really valuable, and I don't know if everyone understands that, and I just wish it was appreciated more. And I think that's why... Not everybody is as woke as you. No, I'm uh, I'm pretty woke. My third eye is really wide open. Factually speaking. Factually speaking. Yeah, factually speaking, it's wide open all the time. No, 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 not factually, sexually speaking. Oh, yeah, it is. It's always open for anyone or anything to uh, to check out. <laughs> um, No, like... I hate it because, like, it ends up being this whole fucking thing where, like, people are like, oh, well, you just love Frank. And it's like, well, yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. We love him. I do. I do. I'll never deny that. Like, I do love him. But it's like, I love him for a reason. And it's like, most of that reason is the fact that, like, look, uh, I, my first memory of the Knicks, my first memory of the Knicks is sometime in, like, the mid-90s. 93, 94, 95. Fucking pick you. Pick one of those years. It's one of those mm-hmm. years. Okay. It's one of my fucking memories. And like, those teams were just, you know, everybody knows the identity of those teams were, right? Like, mm-hmm. knows. So, yeah. Am I, am I biased towards gritty defensive players that, like, don't necessarily have great offensive skills? Sure. Of course. Of course I do. But, like, there's a value to that stuff. And, like, I will always, I'll die on the hill that, like, I don't think that, like, even to this day, we don't have an appreciation for defense. And that's not a frank argument. That's not a frank argument. That's a general defensive player argument. Like, I, I totally don't think that we, like, give a fuck enough about defense at the time. I don't think we do. Um, like, for example, like, fucking Toronto won the chip last year, and people are sitting here like, oh, well, is the Siakam a max player? Yes! Yeah. Yes, he's a player! 
He's a fucking Max player. Oh, well, he can't create. He can create enough, man. He can yeah. fucking create enough. Yeah, like, not only he, does he create enough, he defends every single position at, like, yeah, an elite he's a level. Yeah, he's fucking defender we're talking about here. One to five fucking defender that creates enough, enough to at least be a third option on a fucking title team defense. And people are trying to talk about, like, oh, well, is he a fucking, is he as good as, is Porzingis? Porzingis is not as good as him. Okay? No, not at all. Not even, not even that's in the not same a knock on hemisphere. Porzingis. That's not a knock on Porzingis. That's a fucking knock on anybody that wants to talk about that discussion. Like, what are we, what are we talking about now? Like, we can't sit here and be like, we value defense, but at the same time, we're not going to value it at all. Either you value it or you don't, okay? That's it. That's what it works. If you value it, you do. If you don't, you don't. That's fine. I can live with that. But, like, you – go ahead. Go I was going to say, it's, it's, it's one of the main reasons why we've been so excited about RJ. Right, it's as simple as yes. he's competing on defense, and that right there makes just makes everything better. He's like, yeah, like like I okay. So I was saying this. I don't think I said this to. You. I actually I didn't say this in a PNT slide, but I was talking to one of my friends today, and we were talking about like what should be our starting backcourt, right? And he was like, he's like, well, what's the argument for like RJ and Frank? He's like, they're, they're not good enough in terms of creation. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a fair point. It's it a fair point. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point. I don't think Frank is – he's not creative enough. It's a fair point. But I was I was like, well, if we're talking about, like, all this stuff, um, you know, uh, I think RJ and Frank, just that pairing together, like, I think you're talking about a pairing that is easily the best defensive backcourt pairing in the Knicks history since the title, like, the title run teams. Obviously, not win the title, but, like, like in this millennium. You mean it's not uh, Stefan Marbury and Steve Francis? (laughs) (laughs) Or or, uh, was it Landry Fields and uh, Raymond Felton? No, it is not. It's not that. It's a good call. I know, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's uh, no, Marty, it's, Marty Collins and uh, I keep sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I could just keep going to random Knicks cards, but yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> no, it, it just it's just like like when I when I think of RJ and Frank in my head as a backcourt, I'm like, okay, that's a backcourt that you're like defensively. That's that that's that's a foundation. Yeah, it's, you have two guys who can switch. They can move up. They can move down, and they're going to fight over screens and they're going to compete. Yeah, it's but, as simple as that. So, fu- I, I literally jizz in my pants watching art. Like RJ fights over screens. I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. Just like <laughs> like I didn't expect that. I didn't know. I didn't know that he was going to do that. I'm like. Watching him fight over the screens, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. care about it. Over, like a real screen right now. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um. So yeah, I think this may actually be a good place to uh, I'd say to end the show, right? I mean, I think we covered everything. Did I did I forget anything about the uh, the preseason and like starting lineups or anything like that? 
All right, let's just let's just do our preferable starting fives. Okay, let's do that. How about like all right? This so I actually hate doing this, but the way I think of it is I don't think about starting fives or anything. I just think there are guys that need to be rotation players, right? So like I'll give you the guys that I think need to be rotation players. Okay, yeah, yeah let's do it that way because it doesn't you matter. Can, you can find them out however you want, but the way I think of it is I think RJ. Mm-hmm. Mitch, RJ Mitch, Dennis Smith, S3, mm-hmm. Frank, 4, mm-hmm. Knox, Marcus yeah. Morris, 6, mm-hmm. Julius, 07, uh, Ellington, 8, mm-hmm. Todd, 9, yeah. and who's the 10th? Who's the, there was a 10th. I'm just getting over right now. Bobby Portis? <laughs> Definitely not Bobby Portis. But he, he, actually, he did have a really nice game tonight. I think Bobby Portis is fine. Is it? His, his salary number is so out of whack with, like, what I want his role to be. But I think he is fine as, like, the fifth big. Um, but I said nine. The tenth was not Bobby Portis. It was... wasn't... I'll think... I was going to say, there really hasn't been too many other guys that at least we got to see in preseason. Other than that, we you left out Trier, Peyton, Dotson, and I think that's it. I think it's all the guys who played. All right, hold on. Let's think about the roster, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't play. Frank Gunsmith, Frank Gunsmith, Peyton, uh, RJ... Bullock, mm-hmm. Ellington, Zoe. Trier. Yeah. That's then, it. then you have Knox, Morris, Randall, Iggy, Taj, Portis, and Mitch to round out the rest of the roster. So, yeah. So we got everyone. I, I think the thing would be, it would basically be like the 10th spot would just be like Portis or Dot. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm in agreement with you. I think the main guys in the rotation have to be in like no order, like Frank, RJ, Knox, Randall, and Mitch. Like those are like the main guys. I think you need to be in it. And then from there, it's like, um, not Portis, um, Morris, Ellington, Smith, and kind of just go from there. Like I, I think it should just be almost like this, like you know, nine to ten man rotation throughout the year, and I would just look to move move Dawson, move Trier for any sort of, like, draft compensation as soon as possible. Um, if you just want to keep, you know, Peyton as, like, the emergency guard, I mean, go for it on the roster. Like, I wouldn't prioritize his playing time. And that's really that's, – oh, Taj Gibson. I think he should be – I don't know if I mentioned him, but he should be in the rotation. I would just I would just leave it like that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, like if we're going to talk about just, like, guys that need – Taj needs to be in the rotation. Yeah, that he needs to be. He is like smart. He he's just, yeah, he's smart. He plays on. He plays defense. He he knows where to be on offense. He 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 doesn't like you never are like crap. Taj did the wrong thing. He made the wrong read or he made the wrong defensive rotation. He doesn't he, do that. He's he's the guy you want on the floor with your young guys. 
Yeah, the same with Arlington, too. Like, those are guys you just kind of want with the young people. It's just like, all right, they know what they're going to do. They know what they're doing. But but, but him, him more than Ellington, like, Todd oh, is... Yeah, definitely. Definitely more than Ellington. I agree. He, he's... Todd is just a different level of player. Like, like I think it's insane that we got him for $8 million. People were acting like he didn't... He was a really good player last year. Like Yeah, he was good for the Timberwolves. No, like, a really good player. Like... Like, an obviously plus player. Yeah. The fact that he left and they're replacing him with, like, more minutes with fucking... fucking not even, Nah, I wish they were... They're replacing him with, like, fucking Wiggins, who sucks dick. Who's the fucking worst player in the NBA. Oh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely the worst player in the, uh, the NBA. Wiggins is... God, okay, so, so before we log up, should we talk about, should we talk about Heald real quick? Oh yeah, let's um let's quickly do healed real fast. Um, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Would you give Would you give Buddy healed a max? I think I said in our Macri and uh, Jeremy podcast. I think I said I would give him the max, and you were like, "Are you being serious?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just love Buddy healed." I mean, yeah, I I, I think maybe I was. <laughs> like, I wouldn't if I had the advantage of like. Him on my roster, and I have him as a restricted reagent. Cause he's asking, he's so okay. So let's let's outline this real quick. So yeah, basically, Buddy Kill is asking for. I think it was he, four four years, one hundred ten million. Yeah, he wants four one. So his max extension right now, if you get a max extension, will be four one twenty four. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is apparently willing to settle for one. For four one ten, Kings are offering him four ninety. So my thing is like, if they just came over and like, look, we'll give you four hundred, he would do it. I think yeah, he would probably. do it. Yeah, probably. I think he'd do it. That's like life changing money, obviously, and it's like also above everybody else in the roster, right? Mm-hmm. I think his biggest. I think his biggest issue, which I think is a fair issue, is like, look, you gave Harrison Barnes four eighty. <laughs> It is, no, it, it is, though. No, no, that's why I'm laughing, because, like, you're right. Like, Harrison Barnes, didn't, didn't they sign him for, like, three or four years at, like, 80, 90 million total? Like, it's something ridiculous. Oh, so they gave, they gave him 485. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Which so, like, actually that insane, but it's, like... But well, Buddy Yield is significantly better than Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and if, like, and if you're only going to give him 490, I think it's a reasonable stance for him to be, like, look, like, just give me the 400 at least. Yeah, just just That's, give me some. Yeah, just be like, you gotta give me more. Like, you gotta give me noticeably more than Harrison Barnes. Right, right. And like, I I agree with that. I think like, to me. So if we're talking, if you're talking about like elite skills, right? Like, like to me, like you you pay premium talent for elite skills. Like, Buddy Hield has an elite skill, which is shooting. Like he is. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, good at shooting. I, I think I don't think people people don't get that because he plays in Sacramento. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's legitimately he actually, last year, last year last year he was twenty one points, five boards, two and a half assists on like forty six, forty three, eighty nine splits. Okay, yeah. how many threes was he shooting a game? Close to ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it's like to me, it's insane that like we're even debating this. 
Because if he was playing in Boston, everyone would be like, how are you not getting a match? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. People are talking about fucking giving Jalen Brown a match. How the fuck are we comparing these guys? Jalen Brown doesn't have any fucking elite skill. He's not one. Not one. You mean he's not? Buddy? He, no, his elite skill is being 90% of Kawhi Leonard. Or Paul, what was it, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? I forget. Oh, I forget the meme already. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, no, you're right. It's Jalen Brown, they're thinking he's demanding a shit ton of money, and Buddy Heald is, I think, significantly better than Jalen Brown. I think I think what Buddy Heald is asking for is fair. I think it's like he's not it's market asking, value. Definitely is. I guarantee you, if he come if he goes to the market next year, he's going to get a max. Somebody's going to offer him. Yeah, but I, I think you. I mean, just he's going to be a restricted free agent. They usually get overpaid in general in those type of markets, right? Because we, we see that all the time. If you want him, you have to overpay him. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you want a restricted free agent, you have to overpay him. And if his max is, like, 125, and we definitely know he wants more than Harrison Barnes at 85, right? Like, you're going to have to go over 110 at minimum to get him. Yeah, you have to make it an offer that, like, the team doesn't want to give, essentially. Exactly. And if they don't want to really give the max... It, it, you're going to have to offer something close to it. And I, I feel like that's something I could live with, honestly. Like, speaking especially for, like, in the context of, like, the Knicks, I would love if they were to, like... Do, do you, you want to know what... It, so, like, the percentage of shots he shoots in the corners for his career, not, like, what he shoots in general, like, the percentage of three-point shots he takes in the corner, of all the three-point shots for his career, uh-huh. are 90- Okay, 90% of, of his of his total three-point shots. Wow. Okay. Guess what he shoots on those percentages of threes? 69%. 51%. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and and then and then you're talking about a guy that shoots like another 80% of his threes from not the corners. And his percentage is still like 42% from three. Gee, yeah, the, the, you're talking about a guy that legit. I'm not. I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's better than Clay. He's not. Better no, he's than not Clay. because he doesn't play defense like Clay. He's not better than Clay. But if you're talking about like pure offense, he's a better offensive player than Clay Thompson. He is a better offensive player than Clay Thompson. He is. I mean, that's it's it's definitely debatable. I don't. I'm not going to give. He was, that he was a low. He was a low. Twenty. I don't. I mean, you you can look it up while I'm, you know, sucking his dick right now. But like, look it up if you want in usage. But like, he was a low twenty usage guy who gave you twenty one points and two and a half assists last year. Like he's done a zero with the ball. That's the thing. He was he's done a zero with the ball. If he was a zero. If he was giving you like one assist a game. I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, fuck that. But he's not like the. Yeah, obviously he's not like you know, primary creator. But, like, he's a guy that can, even The Rock, like, can do something every now and then. Yeah, so his usage last year was 25.1%. The year before that was 24.3%. In his career, he's 23.8%. And his assist percentage um, this past year was 11.9, and the year before that it was 12.8. So it's, it's and that's, decent. And that's not bad at all. No, not bad at all good. Like, that's better. 
that tell me, I, I look at look at Clay's now. I guarantee that's better than Clay's. All right, let's and he's, not playing, and he's not playing with fucking Steph Curry and and KD. Yeah, everyone everyone's favorite part of a podcast is when I go on when people go on Basketball Reference to uh to read statistics. It's the best part of uh anything. Oh, but the best part of our podcast <laughs> is that we're fucking talking about real shit and like I don't think it's like I think people view his demand as being a match player as insane. And I just don't see it as being that insane. Like, yeah, so looking at it, um, his use, so Clay's usage rate was this past, the past two years, uh, 23.7, and then the most recent years, 25.6. It's just percentage, the same thing. Um, two years ago, it was 11.2, and this past year, it was 10.5. And just worth some note, of the advanced plus minuses, like offensive box plus minus is actually a good one in terms of, like, estimating, like, offensive production. Um, Buddy Heels had a better offensive box plus minus this past year than Clay. Like, his was, I think it was 3.1 last I looked when I was on the page, and Clay's was 1.2. So, like, we're talking about a really good offensive player in uh, Buddy Heald. I mean, like, okay, so here's my question. I don't think, I, I think ultimately we all believe that, like, Kings and him, they're going to come to an agreement, whatever it is. Right? Yes, I yes, they're. I don't think they're going to really like let him go over what over like what fifteen million dollars over four years. I'm I'm think they'll pay yeah. it out. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll find a. a so let's say let's say they don't. Okay, so like, what what would you trade? What do you think is a fair trade for him that they would agree to? <sighs> I don't know because like you know they're going to demand. Like RJ or Mitch, right? And I think. Okay, so like, two, like, well, we, like, well, we both know like that's like the that, bullshit. Like, yeah, starting stand. Okay, so that's right. Okay. So that's off the offer. Um. So what's what? What do you think is the trade they would take that'd be like, if he was like, if he was just like, I'm only gonna take the max. I'm only gonna take the max if you don't give me the max. Fuck you. And like, if the Knicks are like, okay, we'll pay you the max. I think you have to give up some. You, like, you get what I mean. You yeah, know what so I, mean, though, right? I think you have to trade. I think you're gonna have to trade like Knox, um, Trier, Dobson. So at least like you're getting like that prospect in like Knox. Uh, like you know. So like, Knox like, is the only one I give a fuck about in that entire thing. Right. So I think you would have to do something like that. You would have to fill like the, the guard salary. spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the salary. And you got to fill the guard spot too. Right. So, For the Kings. So the salary fill. is pretty easy to fill with like how we have done. Our cap, right? So it'd be like Morris. Yeah, so it'd be like Knox, Morris. Fucking loser that we signed. Yeah, it'd be like Mock. Yeah, like Portis, Knox, Morris, Trier, and you're gonna have to give up, um, like the Mavs unprotected first, and maybe a bunch of like you know like the Charlotte seconds, right? Like you're gonna have to give up. So okay, so here here's here's my thing. Let's say let's say like you're like we're not gonna give up Knox, right? So but you give up all the other things you said you did. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Oh yeah, I th- I think I would even give up Knox for a. No, 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 but but your your stance is like you're not going to give up Knox. Oh, and you're just going to be like just give up a bunch of picks for like yeah. and what, would you for would you do killer? would you do that? Yeah. So like, so like let, let's say like the 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 structure you would be doing like if I if I was a Knicks and I, I I want healed I do want healed I want a shooter like that I'm like okay. I'll give you 
fucking Trier dot. And like, like Iggy. Iggy, and then you're doing like the uh, the Mavericks unprotected, like a Knicks like top five protected. Yeah, and like, let's, and say, let's say Mavericks, Mavericks unprotected 2021, and let's say you do both the Mavericks picks. Yeah, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. Honestly, I would I you would give do that. Oh yeah, I I you know what I don't like I do value picks. Don't get me wrong, but I value picks to like in a sense of using it to get players, right? So like, but you but you think Buddy is good enough? Like you think he's good enough? Yeah, I really do. I really think he's good enough. I you don't come by shooting as well as he does. Like really ever like we're only talking about like three players who shoot like Buddy Heel does, right? Kind of like historically. So you, I feel like you got to get it, especially in this um, league. Just the gravity he's going to draw from uh, doing it, and just it opens so much for RJ. It opens so much for Mitch. It would open a shit ton for Frank. Like it, it, it creates so much like space, space that I think it's worth just, like, giving up those picks. Because, like, are you ever going to ever draft a shooter as good as Buddy Heald? I don't think you are. I don't think you're ever going to do that. So I'd rather spend those picks on, like, someone I know is going to be, like, an actual productive NBA player for the next, his that entire contract, and then well, probably two years after that. Well, and it's, it's even beyond that to me. I think it's, like, more like, it's not just about those picks, but it's like, are you gonna, are you going to maximize the cap space you have before you have to pay your fucking like rookie contract guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, and like that's, yeah. yeah, like that's that's where I have. I don't disagree with you necessarily, but I just, mm, I don't know. It, it's he's such an interesting. Like, to me, I think he's. I think he's super undervalued because if he was playing in like Boston or LA, I think he'd be an auto. Like I think everybody would be like he's a max, he's an automatic max. But like he plays in Sacramento, mm-hmm. so now we're allowed to have like a real conversation about you know like oh what does he do, what does he not do, like like we can have that conversation because he not he plays in fucking Sacramento. Um, I don't know he's. I would I would be like aggressive like if we were just talking about cap space I would offer him max next summer. Yeah, I think I would, and I, I I think it's worth it because you still I think the Knicks would still have space if they do some more maneuvering to like be able to sign another max free agent in 2021 or trade for a well, max well, player if need be. But like he's someone you definitely just you should try to get because he's definitely someone like if you can pry someone away or RJ actually does become a perennial all-star that's someone you want to pair with RJ and that's someone you want to pair with Mitch and someone you want to pair with if you can pry anyone else like if you want to use Mitch as like some crazy trade for like towns right like but he's a great pair well and not just not just that but it's also like you know if you're gonna play that game. It's like, you know, you, you got to play the game for the guys that are like able to provide you surplus value. And 
I think Buddy could, like, I just think he's so underrated in that sense because people are like, well, he's already 26, and it's like, okay. But, like, he's 26. Yeah, he's really good. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's 26 already being, like, minimum. Think of it this way, like, okay, so KD is dead basically this year. Clay is dead basically this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, who are the best shooters in the league? Steph? J.J. Redick and who? Wayne Ellington. Yeah. No, like, I don't. You know what I mean? like, yeah. yeah, it's Steph, it's JJ, and it's fucking Wayne. It's 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 Buddy. Like he is a guy that you're talking about, like as an elite skilled player. Like he, there there aren't better three point shooters than Buddy Hill. There just aren't, man. Like they're really aren't. It's not a debate. It's not fucking. He is that. Oh, I agree. Like his, he's a career forty two percent shooter. From three on high volume, like that doesn't come around, and it's definitely worth. I, it's definitely worth it. I mean, yeah, like, like people think it's crazy to say this, but like, he's actually kind of a he's a generational talent. Yeah, I know. Like people, yeah, because you you don't really think about it that way, right? The idea, right. like, what are you talking about? It's Buddy Hield and the Kings are barely a playoff team, but like he he kind of is though with his shooting. No, he is a generational talent, man. Like. Like, it's not his, like, why didn't they make the playoffs last year? It's not his fault. No, it wasn't him or Fox. Like, those two were great. Yeah. They were fucking great last year. They were fucking amazing. Like, I mean, you know, prop, props to fucking Scott, Scott Perry for trying to fucking, like, get fucking him and, him, him and the Bagley pick before Fox blew up. Yeah, I know. Those are, uh. Those are good. Yeah, I'm just like looking at Buddy Hill's number right now. He basically averaged five made three pointers a game. <laughs> well, what were his attempts? What were his attempts? Yeah, so so this past year in 2018-19, he made 4.9 threes out of 11.6 attempts, and then the year before that, it was 4.4 on 10.2. So like, he's making he's basically a four and a half per eleven a game guy. Yeah, which is insane. That's insane. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if... I don't remember the last time the Knicks had anyone who was making anywhere close to that for, uh, for three quarters. They never had that. You That's what I'm saying. It. So just, like, having that guy, it would just be... It it changes everything. And I, I don't know. It's it's definitely worth it to me. I'm, unless, like, those draft picks magically turn into, like, you know, like a top three pick again, like R.J. Barrett, I, I just rather trade for guys. Like, use those okay. picks and trade for okay. guys okay. that okay. are... Right. So here's a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer you... Is a do or die, do or die, all right? Okay. I'm Vlad. I'm Vlade. Do or die. Mm-hmm. I want. I want the. I want the 2021 Dallas pick. Okay. I want both Dallas picks. I want both okay. Dallas. No okay. Okay. I want both. You just want both picks. Uh, yeah, I want both those picks. Okay. I want your pick the next year's lottery protected, unprotected after that. And I want whatever salary bullshit you may have to match it. <laughs> oh, shit. So, like, four picks for Buddy Heald? Three picks. Three picks. Oh, three picks? Yeah, because I want, I want the two Dallas picks, and I want your two picks the next couple of years lottery protected. And after that, a top three protected next year, and after that, if it's top one protected. 
Uh, I don't think I'm doing that. I think it's too much. I think I would counter and be like, you don't get the 2021 Dallas pick then. Yeah, like, it, it's, like if I'm offering, like, two picks and salary filler, I would say go for it, right? Because, like, the four picks is, like, it's not like the four picks is what, like, the Lakers have to give up for just to get Anthony Davis. Granted, they also gave up their entire young core, but, like, I don't think I could do that for Buddy Heald. But I would definitely be like, go ahead, take both Dallas picks. Go for it. So my my thing is, like, I love Heald. I think you can get totally different style of production, but, like, similar level with Burnett and Grum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, as you know, a big, uh, a big... I would suck burning your stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I think we should definitely end on that. That's good, uh, though. I think, I, think, I think we... Buddy Heald, is, he is a very, very, very interesting player, man. He's a very interesting player. It's like... I, I disagree with the people that are like, crazy, like, oh, like, he doesn't deserve to, like, it's like, no, like, I think he's pretty close to a max, man. He's yeah, he's close. he's definitely uh, close to a max. Um, Sean, what do you want to plug? Let's, uh, let's do that. Uh, I want to plug the fact that I am going to drink a 22-ounce of Bud Light pretty soon tonight. Oh, look at that. Uh, and that's 22 ounces of butt heavy. <laughs> I do have a, a butt light and a butt heavy. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming through. Oh man, um, I've still worked on that Mitchell Robinson article. I should hopefully have that out soon. I want to plug our boy Frito the Gods podcast. And yes, yes, wanna, yes, I, yes. Very, very good pod. I listened to the first. Uh, 15 minutes so far, and uh, really good points brought up about uh, just, like, why LeBron couldn't shit on the whole China stuff that, like, in the way that we love him, too. Very good yeah, so, points brought up on it. Very, very good point. Yes, so, like, definitely this is a podcast, and if you do, like, want our thoughts on the whole thing, I mean... Gladly hit us up on Twitter at ScooterTooths and at Poo. I mean, well, we don't mind talking about it. We don't really shy away from that stuff. We just wanted to talk about uh, the Knicks for this uh, for this episode. We just, we, just shut up and on, we just shut up and dribble on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, that's all we wanted to do. But we're not going to shut up and dribble on uh, on Twitter. So definitely just hit us up there if you want more of that discussion. And see us till next time.